welcome to One Drink, a podcast where we talk about one topic for one drink. I'm Oliver. I'm Matthew. And today on our history show, we are featuring April 26th to uh, May 2nd, uh, as long as two Medal of Honor stories. Yes. And if you, over the weekend, did not learn anything on the TV, talking with your friends, mm-hmm. or just anything on the computer, I, don't, I, don't, I definitely don't learn anything from my friends. No. Except for you. <laughs> on this show. <laughs> You are going to learn something new today to start your week off. That's for sure. <clears throat> That's for sure. Yeah, I'm in the same boat, but yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> Unless I get around like some of my teacher friends, but I don't see them anymore. There uh there's there's no learning. <laughs> People now come to me to learn. They're right. like, hey, so uh and I'm like mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I don't have my laptop. <laughs> I didn't take no. I didn't prepare for this. Off the top, I did. Uh, right. Yeah. You can see now. Every time I go to hang out with my friends, I'm gonna have to like write something down, <laughs> save it in my phone, just, just in case yeah. they ask me something. I'm gonna be like, "Well, did you know that on March 24th, uh, 1982?" They're gonna be like, "Ah, oh, shut up, Oliver." I'm gonna be like, "What? This isn't your show, dude. Right? This is my basement." <laughs> Whatever, man. Oh, man. So, yes, you will learn something new. Yep. Just like this. April 30th, 1864, New York becomes the first state to ch- um, charge a hunting license fee. Shocker. Yeah. So, New York is the first state to start charging people to do shit. Yep. And it just, I mean... It's been a tradition since 19, since 1864. And I think they every day they find something new to charge... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yep. Us people in New York, right. something. And we live here because uh, family, of course, family, and um, <laughs> because I'm stupid. <laughs> uh, I know. I just. Oh man. I would love to take that leap. Yeah, me too. So, do you hunt? No. Thank God. Yeah. Have to pay for that too. God. So I was gonna try fishing this year. Yeah. Um, obviously, you got to buy a fishing license and all that. Yeah, it's cheap though. But I was it's thinking like twenty four out, twenty four dollars for the whole year. But then I was like, Am I really gonna go fishing? No. Exactly. Yeah. I'm gonna go spend. Would be like a topic of conversation. You'd be like, Hey, oh, they'd be like, What'd you do? I'd be like, oh, <laughs> Shit. Went and got my fishing license. Yeah. I'd be like, Oh, cool. You want to go tomorrow? <laughs> No, yeah. I got <laughs> right. No. The excuses start right. coming out. <laughs> I gotta get a pole. Right. Yeah, I gotta get. It. Uh, you know, maybe, I, maybe next week. Yeah, I'll hit you up. I use live worms, so I, I gotta dig the worms up. Right. You know, on a rainy day. So yeah, <laughs> Matt, it rains every day here. <laughs> <It does. laughs> you should open up a goddamn store. You should have a shit ton of worms. <laughs> Uh, so. One word. <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> the preferred bait for one drink pod. Oh, cast. man. What was that? The angler? The American angler. <laughs> oh. The American angler, bro. Wow. It always comes back. Oh, so. man. <laughs> Terrible. Alright, before we get lost in fishing again, mm. uh, I'm the furthest show you could ever be from fishing. I'm going to go to April 26, 1986, uh, at the Chernobyl nuclear power plant in the Ukraine. An explosion caused a meltdown of the nuclear fuel 
uh, and spread a radioactive cloud into the atmosphere, eventually covering most of Europe. Wow. A 300 square mile area around the plant was evacuated. Uh, 31 people were reported to have died, uh, while an additional thousand cases of cancer from radiation were expected. Oh God! Uh, the plant was then encased in solid con- in a solid concrete tomb to prevent the release of further radiation. Wow. I think that those numbers are vastly underrated. I would agree 100%. Because there is no way mm-hmm. that only 30 people died. That, when you read, when, as soon as you said that, I was like... Dude, I read, when I read that too, I was like, no. Yeah. The lies. Maybe 30 people... And they're like, expecting 1,000 cases of cancer? There was like 50,000 people in that city. Yeah. Yeah. And there's movies and shit on that. There's oh, documentary. There's everything yeah, on yeah. that. Yeah. <clears throat> That's crazy. Yeah, it's just, I don't, there's no way. Can you still go to that? No. 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 It's blocked off completely. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there's like a, it's like a 22-mile circle or something like that, or 30-mile circle, like, around where the plant was, and they have, like, guards, like, on the roads at that, like, stop point, and you can't go, you can't go past there. And they're still working on, so I think they, like, filled the hole, like, with concrete or whatever, Mm -hmm. and then they're currently working on, like, this dome building kind of thing Damn. like around it to like cover the whole thing but it's still not finished does it still give off like oh yeah for the next like 250,000 years or really something. yeah like the, the half it's all about like the half-life of of whatever but it's not going to be inhabitable for I think it's 20,000 years before that area is inhabitable that is again. so crazy yeah yeah Nuclear power plant. We don't have any of those around here, do we? Yes. We do? Yeah, dude. Of course we do. <laughs> like two hours from here. Oh, my God. There are so many nuclear power plants around. It's crazy. It's scary. Yeah. And any one little mistake, I guess, you know. Oh, yeah. We're all screwed. So from 200 miles away, we would still get the effects, you think? Oh, yeah. Be- well, No. Not bad effects like that. Right. But we would see it. There would be the cloud of radioactive dust like above us and everything. Because from that one, it covered all of Europe. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, we're like real close. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, All right. Well, we are going to go to May 1st, 1931. The Empire State Building opens in New York City. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. You ever been up on top? I have. Yes, it's pretty it's cool. Freaking sweet. It is. Um, I did the whole um, looking through the <clears throat> that little thing yeah, the little binocular yeah, things yeah, yeah. you put the quarter in, <clears throat> and then they don't work at all. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, blurry as <laughs> as all hell. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, yep. So. Um, yeah, the Empire State Building. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. So remember, I was talking about maybe we can put this picture up for. Yeah. For everybody to see. What is this? uh, This is the map of where the nuclear power plants are. Oh. Oh, look at that. And there is Rochester. I mean, it's right there. Just two of them. Yeah. Super close to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All down the east coast there. See, like, this area right here is, like, where you want to live. (laughs) Yeah. Idaho, Utah. You know what I mean? Like in this little area right around here. Oh, where you damn. want to live with all the Mormons. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, no, we have two. Yeah, right in there, and they're literally right there. Wow. That's too close for comfort. I know. 
Well, it's just uh, sketchy. Yeah. See, look, another reason for you to never leave your house again. Man. This show is going to make you like a, uh, a hermit. What is it? What is it? You know, uh, it's called something when you can't, when you're like afraid to go outside. Uh, agoraphobic. <laughs> is agoraphobic, it is? yeah. It's a real thing. It's, it's fear of going outside. It's. I mean, it's Do coming. Remember that it? from our, our <laughs> yeah. fetishes and phobia yeah. show? God, that show feels like it was a million years ago. I mean, it, it was a million years ago. Yeah. That was in the top, what, three shows? No, top ten. Yeah, first I think 10, that was in the first, first ten. Yeah. 20? Yeah. You know we're at 65 shows? I know. It's crazy. Main Not shows. Not including these. Main yeah, shows. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And we still keep coming up with new ideas. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Those we should the, do another fetish and phobia show. Those, of course. I'm definitely <laughs> down for that. Stay tuned next week. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I'm going to take us to April 30th, 1789. Uh, George Washington, arguably the most uh, talked about individual on this uh, history show. Yes. Uh, became the sure. first U.S. president as he was administered the oath of office on the balcony of uh, Federal Hall at the corner of Wall Street and Broad Street in New York City. Wow. Yeah. New York City, huh? Yeah. That's what I said, too. Well, the White House hadn't been built yet. I like it. So <clears throat> I think he commissioned the White House to get built. So George Washington. Man. And then it burned down, and then they had to rebuild it. Oh, damn. Yeah. What? The, the White House. Oh, yeah. I think we... Yeah, we mentioned it at some point. I feel like... Something. <laughs> I feel like everything we mention, I, like, I slowly get like a, you know... T- oh, my oh God. I, Yeah. <laughs> Not that I remember it, but I remember yeah. I'll be like, oh, I did a show on that! <laughs> That's what I tell people all the time, too. They'll be like, oh, did you know? I'll be like, actually, you know, I did a show on that. Yep. I'm like, yeah, me and Matt did that on the podcast. I'm like, oh, really? And then, like, they'll ask me questions, and I'm like, shh, I don't know. Shh. <laughs> So, uh, Just went over the yeah, yeah. stop asking questions. Go back and watch the show. Right, right. <laughs> like, you know what? Why don't you watch the show? Here's a card. Ting. Check it out. You too. <clears throat> All right. So, we're going to go to May 2nd, 1948, the first broadcast of the CBS Evening News. Ah. Longest running network news show in the U.S. 73 years. Oh. Holy shit. And it's still rolling. 73 years. Full of bullshit news. Cowboy. Do you even watch the news? No. <laughs> I don't either. For what? It's always <laughs> just depressing. I mean, I got a news app, you know what I mean? But, like, I filter the stuff that, like, I want to hear about. Yeah. So, with the news app, you can read it, you know, however you want to take it. Yeah. The news, the main media, you know how they put their twist on it. And, right. you know, the every... I mean, it's just garbage. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there's truth behind all of it, but it's like, I, they just make it. And it's always so negative. Everything. You know what I mean? Like, it's negative. Everything is negative. I want there to be, like, a positive news station. I mean, they could. They should even... make, like, a CBS Plus. <clears throat> you know what I mean? With, like, a plus symbol next to it. Right. It's just all, just the good shit. Yep. That's no good, yeah. devastation, no murders, no... Save that no, for the main news. Right. Leave that over there. And then all the CBS up and... CBS positive. And then all the up and coming yeah, news anchors yeah. could start there. Right. Yeah. Take over the real news. Right. Jesus. Yeah. That's what maybe we should, we should just You're do that. Listen it. <laughs> I mean, we could hey, easily... Yes. <laughs> I need royalties on this. You know what I mean? If you're not going to give me royalties, <laughs> it is your first host of that show. Yeah. Positive news station. We could do Let's a goal. But how long is the news? A half hour? So we could easily do that. We could cover the it's weather. Like half an hour with commercials. With commercials. Who would be our weather guy? If we're co if we're co anchors, right? Oh, who's our weather guy? 
we'll find we'll find a good weather guy. We'll find somebody. You gotta find a good weather so guy. So just the weather and sports. You know who I think would be a good weather guy? And that's Do you it. know Drew Nye? You know Drew Nye? Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He'd be a great weather guy. It's perfect. He'd be fantastic. He could wear like a <clears throat> sombrero when it's warm, but like a straw hat. <laughs> yeah. Drew, if you're watching this show, <laughs> would you like to be our weather guy? Yeah. And I mean, really, all he's got to do is just... It's a 50% chance that it's going to rain or it's going to be sunny. So, uh... Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. So come down to Rome where we got inside seating or outside seating. (laughs) I'm in, Drew. Let's go. You better Um, be in. I'm tagging you in this. That's great. So, um... Yeah, let's get into some uh, Medal of Honor here. All right. I will kick it off with uh, Sergeant First Class Eugene Ashley. Oh, boy. Uh, Army, Vietnam. Mm -hmm. Alright, so Sergeant First Class Ashley uh, was the Senior Special Forces Advisor of a hastily organized assault force uh, whose mission was to rescue entrapped U.S. Special Forces Advisors at Camp Lang Vey. Wow. Vi. Vey. V. (laughs) Sorry. I said your name right though, Eugene, so, no. That was an easy one for me today. Uh, Yeah, so... He got put in charge of this little group to go on this rescue mission. Yep. Uh, during the initial attack on the Special Forces camp uh, by North Vietnamese Army forces, Sergeant First Class Ashley supported the camp with high explosives and illumination mortar rounds. Mm. Uh, when communications were lost with the main camp, he assumed the additional responsibility of directing airstrikes and artillery support. God damn. Yeah, this so this guy's already already popping off explosive and illumination mortar, which I'm assuming are just essentially like a flare, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So you can see stuff. But then they lose communication, and he's like, "Well, screw it! I'll start calling in airstrikes and mobilizing these artillery strikes." So he literally just <clears> took so he's already just taking off. Like <laughs> we're about to get these dudes. That's good. Okay, so. Um, Sergeant First Class actually organized and equipped a small assault force uh, composed of local friendly personnel. During the ensuing battle, Ashley led a total of five vigorous assaults against the enemy. Wow. So not only was he going with the the mortars and the explosive rounds, then he's calling in airstrikes and hitting them with artillery, and then he puts together little groups of not soldiers... Just a, friendly, like, like of the <clears throat> the Vietnamese soldiers that were on our side. Yeah, yeah. So he just scrambles these people together and launches five different assaults. Okay. All while in combat, in battle. Right. Yeah. Jeez. All right. So Sergeant First Class um, actually led a total of five assaults against the enemies, um, continuously exposing himself to a um, multitude of of enemy grenades, machine gun, and automatic weapons fire. Throughout these assaults, he was plagued by numerous booby-trapped satchel charges um, in all bunkers on his avenue of approach. So he's going through these bunkers, trying to get up there, and he keeps setting off booby traps and stuff, and these, like, homemade bombs and crap. So during his fifth and final assault, he adjusted airstrikes nearly on on top of his assault path. Uh, forcing the enemy to withdraw and resulting in friendly control of the summit of the hill. So he called it an airstrike on top of himself from where he was to get them to, to flee. Get a little, yeah. It's crazy. 
My God. Yeah, dude, this guy, this guy's, <laughs> this guy's nuts. Um, okay, so while exposing himself to intense enemy fire, he was uh, seriously wounded by machine gun fire, but continued his mission without regard for his personal safety. After the fifth assault, he lost consciousness and was carried from the summit by his comrades, only to suffer a fatal wound when an enemy artillery round landed in the area. Oh. Sergeant First Class Ashley displayed exemplary heroism in risking his life in an attempt to save the lives of his entrapped comrades and commanding officers. Wow. Also, <clears throat> side note to that story, they got up there and freed everybody. Oh, good. Including his commanding officer yep. and all of the other U.S. troops. Wow. This guy. I mean, that's... Airstrikes, bombing raids, artillery positioning, he... five hand-to-hand -hand assault. Five. Five yeah. different ones. Gathered the little groups. Dude, getting blown up by satchels. I I mean, that's, that's a good story. I wish that it would have said, like, a timeline. You know yeah, what I mean? Because yeah, it's yeah. not like this happened in an hour. No. You know what oh. I mean? You can't charge. That's like a whole day of just Nonstop. literally getting blown up. Yeah. And he just still kept going. That dude's a... Well-deserved. Definitely. Well-deserved. Definitely. Well Good story. Yep. Uh, we're going to go to Howard Woodford. Howard Woodford. World War II U.S. Army. All right. He volunteered to investigate the delay uh -huh. in a schedule attack by attached guerrilla battalion. Reaching the line of departure, he found that he found that the lead company in combat for the first time was immobilized by intense enemy mortar, machine gun, and rifle fire, which had caused casualties to key personnel. So this was just an inexperienced group. Right. Not knowing what the hell they're doing. Right. And he's like, I got it. Right. Knowing that further failure to advance would endanger the flanks of an adjacent unit as well as delay capture of the objective, he immediately took command of the company, evacuated the wounded. <clears throat> he immediately took command of the company, evacuated the wounded, reorganized the unit under fire, and prepared to attack. He repeatedly exposed himself to draw revealing, revealing fire from the Japanese strong points and then move forward with a five-man covering force to determine exact enemy positions. So he got into this company that didn't really know what they were doing. Yeah, he just volunteered. Got him set up. Yeah. Repositioned. Yeah. Rearmed. Yeah. This is how we do it. And Not like you're doing it. Right, right. And he's like, well, of course, he puts himself out there right. to distract. He's so like, he's, oh, where are they? Yeah. Maybe peek. Oh, no, man. thanks. I'm not peeking. These guys. One time I'll peek is in Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> the intense enemy machine gun fire killed two and wounded his other three men. Sergeant Woodford um, resolutely continued his patrol before returning to the company. Then, against bitter resistance, he guided the guerrillas up a barren hill and captured the objective, personally accounting for two hostile machine gunners and courageously um, re what the reconnoitering. Reconnoitering? Yeah. I mean, that is a word I will never see again. Yeah, no. Reconnoitering. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> they just say reconnecting. Ah, something. Strong defense positions before directing neutralizing fire. After organizing a perimeter defense on the, uh, for the night, he was given permission by radio to return to his battalion. But, that <clears throat> but feeling that he was uh, needed to maintain proper, proper control, he chose to remain with the guerrillas. So he had a choice. He had an option. Right. He's like, all right, you know, you can come back. I don't know what would have happened then, but, I mean, he would have been 
in a way different position. Mm-hmm. But he was like, nah. He's like, I'm, I'm, staying. I'm fulfilling right. this uh, duty here. Before dawn the next morning, the enemy launched a fierce suicide attack with mortars, grenades, and small arms fire and infiltrated through the perimeter. Though wounded by a grenade, Woodford remained in his post calling for mortar support until bullets knocked out the radio. Then seizing a rifle, he began working his way around the perimeter, encouraged the men until um, encouraging his men until he reached uh, <clears throat> reached a weak spot for the two gorillas had for the the two gorillas that got killed. Um, filling the gap for himself, he fought off the enemy. At daybreak, he was found dead in a foxhole. But thirty-seven enemies dead were lying around him in his position. By his daring, skillful, and inspiring leadership, as well as his gallant determination to search out and kill enemies, Woodford led an inexperienced unit in capturing and securing vital objectives and was responsible for the successful continuance of the vitally important general advance. Dang. What a beast, dude. Yeah. <clears throat> so originally, he just was out there to why it was being delayed. Right. Why are we going right. so he slow? He was just scouting it. And he was like, well, well wait a minute. Right. I'm just going to take over. I'm right. And then... I mean, th- I mean, he probably saved a lot of lives, too, because like all those dudes that didn't know what they were doing yep. would have probably just gotten mowed down Oh yeah. at some point. That, you know what I mean? It would have just... Right. They would have swept right <laughs> the over. The delay was them being inexperienced, right. but... Dang. He took over, and you know, unfortunately, he paid with his life, but... Um, but he whooped that ass on his way out. He whooped. I mean... 37 dead. Yeah. Damn. He wasn't messing around. No, he was not messing around. He's like, uh-uh, not today. Not today, boo-boo. Yep. So, those are our Medal of Honor stories. Yeah, that's right. And history. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite shows ever. <laughs> like, it, I mean, I we say that every week, but it just... I do love it. it. Yep. I love it. It's great. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyways, guys, that's going to do it for our history show today. Don't forget, you can follow us both on Facebook and YouTube at Wondering Podcast. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Click the bell notifications to be the first ones notified whenever a new episode hits. Yep. And you can also listen to us on all major platforms. Yes. Our podcasts are found. And if you if you already do all that, yeah. you know, just tell a friend. Yeah, hit that little share button. It's around this box somewhere. Yeah. It's, it's a little, little little thing with the three dots. It's just easy. hit it. Send it. Yep. Or yeah. even on social media feeds. Yep. You see it? Just share it. Yeah. It would help us out a lot. We would greatly yeah. appreciate that. But anyways, guys, from both of us here at One Drink, catch you on the next one. See ya.